And welcome back to Try Not to Die. I'm your desperate magnate, Noah Preto, and I'm here with our two schemers. Lisa Condemi, a.k.a. Gorgonzola. Tone thighs take lives. Ooh, they do. They do. <laughs> I'm, I am flexing <laughs> as we speak. Really the thighs are your prowess. The table rhyme. has gone up five inches. <laughs> Careful, the more you flex, the more I gotta bounce these mics. <laughs> Sorry, I was gonna... <laughs> I was gonna just like say a bad boner joke, but I'm glad I didn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did not think about the boner implications. Anyway, the table who, just rose five inches. Sorry, I was like, Noah, bring it up more on your side. What was your name again? Sorry, what was your, what name, was again? your name again? Uh, Ashley Goodwin, aka Brigid. No plebos allowed in the shroud of my fog cloud. Ooh! You know, you she... you always say it's lukewarm now, and you're just doing that to, to you know get us all weak. Now you're just playing coy. Now you're just, you're playing just flirting coy. with us. Stop flirting with us. There's <laughs> too much flirting too going much on. Too much flirting going on. I'm gonna have to bring Bob Guchak in here. Bob, Bob, come here. No, what? No, God. Uh, whose goo is Bob we checking? We can't keep the, the Guchak going. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's bring it. Let's bring it in. Bob, quiet Ooh. down. It's time for the recap. Bob, sit down. Bob! <laughs> Last time, our heroes found themselves face to face with a squad of Omnimalum agents led by Plebo Underpaddle, the true arch nemesis of Gorgonzola. Rather than launch into combat, Zola took advantage of the distance and darkness to disguise herself as a slightly injured Lord Achillian. Thanks to some surprisingly successful deception checks and surprisingly unsuccessful insight checks, the half-orc managed to trick Plebo and the Omnimalu mage Erika Baderica into guiding her back to the base. Brigid, Smite, and Stilton crept after the crew, ready to leap into action if the brilliant acting of Zola ever faltered. Which, of course, it never was going to. <laughs> While they walked, Zola attempted to extract as much information as she could from the Deep Gnome, learning that those captured by the organization were being quote-unquote transformed in quote-unquote chambers. Scary! Don't Nearing love the, the use of <laughs> don't the word love chamber! Don't the use of any of that! Mm. Nearing the end of their journey, the crew encountered a malfunctioning clockwork abomination a crawler, as it is called, this spider-like machine with a pilot's chair used to build and transport supplies. Erica brought it under her control, and Plebo hopped in the pilot's seat, apologizing for his brother's glitching technology before rebooting it and using it to lead the way. I have a quick question. Yes. I know she's a really talented mage, but how hot is Erica? Like, er what's what's her deal? Like many elves, yeah, Erica show us a is picture like you do sometimes. Incredibly hot. <laughs> I will show you guys a photo. Is she of like Marfin oh my levels? No, that's really explicit. Yeah, this is a a very n untasteful nude that I've drawn of her. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, Why yeah, is she Erica. bending like that? <laughs> oh my god. Erica. Um, this is not not PC for the the pinup calendar and the Omnimalum offices. <laughs> Um, PC in the pinup calendar. She is very hot, just like many elves. She is just like a very striking beauty. Um, <laughs> She's hot as Brigid, <laughs> in like a city way. As Brigid is hot in like a thank you forest way. Yeah, I would say that it's just two yeah. different kinds of hot. Not What's comparable. a forest ten in the city? A forest ten in the city is like a city ten because hotness is. It's, it's <laughs> good answer. Good answer. Or else we would have been fighting. <laughs> I she's saw... just a little, I'm a little bit country and she's a little rock and roll, you know. <laughs> Gotta keep going with this wow. recap. I ship it. I'm writing fan fiction right now. Country. Oh my goodness. Zola joined him in the pilot seat, having him sit upon her lap, and with more prompting, she learned that the gnomes were behind these mechanical constructs, including the automaton she and Smite fought in the Hall of Kings. 
Nearing an hour of walking slash riding this strange machine, the posse found their way to a long tunnel that opened up into a larger cavern. Upon approach, Zola found herself looking out into a space filled with gargantuan glowing crystals akin to those she saw below Padawick. Massive columns of stone connected the ceiling and floor of this cavern that stretched beyond their vision, the closest of which had a military compound surrounding it, a full city complete with barracks, factories, forges, and housing for the residents. The Socket. Knowing that she was nearly out of time, Zola, still in the clockwork builder, pulled out the decomposing corpse of the true Lord of Keon out of the bag, yelling, Plebo, no, before tossing him over and ducking down. What happened next can only be described as pure chaos for me, <laughs> as our plotting heroes took advantage of the confusion to break their stealth and bolt towards the city. Brigid cast Fog Cloud, getting counterspelled at first, before trying once more, which, by the way, we talked about this off mic, counterspell, you must have sight. So we are going to, it's, you know, it happened for flavor, but yeah. both parties are going to get their spell slots back. Oops. Oopsies. <laughs> Oopsies. Fucking um, cheater. <laughs> anyways, Fog Cloud created cover for half the tunnel and the platform beyond it, leaving Erica and the Drowfoot soldiers essentially blinded to what was going on. Using the Fog Cloud as cover, Zola transformed into Plebo with the Ring of Illusions, then attempted to claim that she was the true Plebo, and he was the imposter who murdered Lord Akira. I gotta thank Captain Sticks for this ring, man. <laughs> the best thing ever. She gave it to you for free, and you've gotten so it's much crazy. use out of it. Rather than get caught up in the moment, Erica Boderica cast greater invisibility to take a more defensive position while the drow escorts attempted to capture both plebos to bring them in for questioning and take shots on Brigid and Smite. With a series of clutch high rolls on their part and low rolls on my part, the party managed to escape this battle, ducking into the crystals, only leaving a bean, a magic bean, near some water behind, while Plebo and the other two surviving drow soldiers, one having been iced by Erica, headed back to the city with the dead body of Lord Akeon to warn the organization of the infiltrators. And that is where we are right now. You guys are all well hidden in the glowing pastel crystals that rise from the ground like a forest around this walled city, thanks to Brigid's Pass Without Trace. You are not far from these pools of sparkling water that lie outside these walls. It's kind of almost like the same kind of setup as like a foresty marshland, but instead of being plants or any sort of like organic life, it just seems to be water and stone and crystal. Mm -hmm. You know that Stilton is bounding in the opposite direction, hoping to draw attention away from you all. Plebo is arriving at the front gates in probably just a few moments, and Erica is still about. How would you like to proceed? How far are we from the platform or where we jumped down from the platform at this point? Um, I would say that the forest begins 30 feet away from the platform. So basically that mechanical crawler, as I've called it, is still positioned up there. Erica, you don't, you don't see her right now because you guys are hidden, but mm -hmm. she was still over there. Um, and the path leads probably a few hundred feet forward to the actual like walls of this city and that giant like several city block wide pillar in the right. middle of it. How, how long is that uh, path down to the city? Like, how far f are we from the city gates? Probably about 400 or so oh, feet. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I would say it's uh, comparable to a city block, maybe an avenue sort of situation. Brigid, we're still under your um, Pass Without Trace, right? Yeah, absolutely. I just cast it. I'm yeah. just saying it feels like it happened, like, maybe like a week or so ago. No. Yeah, God, if it, time it happened, passes so weirdly in these moments. But moments ago. <laughs> um, should we... I guess we have two options, which is try and get into the city while there's a lot of hullabaloo, 
or we hide and wait for things to calm down. But then there's the chance that they have a more time to prepare for us. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. I think we should try and hide ourselves within the city yeah. and rest. All right, does, that makes sense to me. Does the wall look scalable to me? Can I see how it like how the city curves around? Is there like a big there's like a big gate going around the whole city, right? Yeah. So basically, it is from this distance, it looks to be maybe a sixty or so foot wall mm, of okay. you know pure stone. Strong. It per- <laughs> strong <laughs> very 60. strong. Um, it circles this entire city. It's literally a perfect circle around this gigantic central pillar. I know we're gonna rest, but I'm trying my best to save my spells. But one thing that maybe we could do is send someone to go make some kind of flare or like loud sound in like the wrong direction and then we maybe sneak around to like a different gate or something like maybe they're expecting us to come in the south gate if we set off a sound or something close to the south gate and then cut cut around and go to a different entrance that's what we were thinking with Stilton yeah yeah well, I mean, he'll definitely be drawing attention away from us. But if you guys want to do an additional, but I'm talking sort of like distraction. A, a thunder wave or something, like mm-hmm. something that can be heard for like 300 feet, and mm-hmm. yeah, draws a lot of people, and then we go cut somewhere else. That sounds yeah. good. We could definitely create a lot of confusion with that. If there's anything I can do, you can also send me out. I'll go anywhere you need me to go. Oh, I can cast spells through Stilton. Oh shit! Incredible. So none of, one of us doesn't even have to go there. Oh my god! Perfect. God, that. God, goddamn rat saves us once again. I work into Stilton and see if I feel the sweet touch of death yet. <laughs> um, you work into Stilton. You do not feel the sweet touch of death yet. Just his heart beating really he, fast. Just really, really fast. He is still within 100 feet, so you get visual, but you can tell he's kind of like, he's literally trying to make the most of that distance, kind of weaving in and out, right. um, squeaking very loudly. He feels you kind of work in, and you see that he is off the left half of the path that leads directly to that first gate. So if you guys are off to the right, he's off to the left about like 70 or so feet. Mm-hmm. I'll also um, remind Brigid that water might hit that bean any second now. Any second now? Yeah. Mm. You basically, this is what you did. You took a bean out of your pocket, you flicked it, as we remember, flick the bean, mm. and then you took some water and flicked it as well. Should we keep moving? Definitely. Smite pulls off his mask and he is just drenched in sweat at this point. His hair is clearly like all, like a mop on his head. Um, and he goes, if we need to do some sort of disguise, I'll probably just toss a rope on, or like a robe over me uh, and I just won't wear the mask and I'll probably be okay. What do you guys think? Yeah, you're kind of recognizable, dude. What? What? No. <laughs> I'm pre- I don't think anyone knows who I am. All right, that's, so my, whole, that's my whole steez. Now, I know that the, the water is getting close to the bean and so I cast Enhance Ability How at a third level. Enhance ability. Yeah, you give me like an oil massage? Right? <laughs> yeah, what does this look like for Brigid? This is so flirty. Um, <laughs> we started this episode with the Guchak, baby. You know. Stop. Oh, God. So I am in between Zola and Smite, and I put a hand on both of their shoulders, and it kind of looks like. You know how in Disney's Pocahontas, when she like touches the rock in the tree and mm-hmm. they go and they glow. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like there's like a little kind of a, mm. almost a shine to these. And two. a gust of wind. <laughs> Your clothes ruffle as you suddenly feel perhaps the most magnetic you've ever felt in your entire life, Sola. Wow. You're, you feel Eagle's this, like, splendor is what it's called. Oh my god! You briefly hear in your ear. <laughs> Just like a like a uh, an eagle call in the distance, and now you have advantage on charisma checks. Bam! I wink at everyone. <laughs> 
Smiley Spot's like, what? Stop. <laughs> Stop. I'm... I gotta get out of here. Well, okay. I see Smite like with sweaty face, like after he took his mask off, and I'm like, this is gotta, we gotta stop. We gotta stop. Let's go. What? <laughs> you can see yeah, he's, put that back on. he's doing that thing. He's got like half his shirt kind of pulled up. He's like wiping his forehead. He's like, oh, what? Fan service. <laughs> so Does the fuckboy lip bite? Like, I gotta go. What? Oh, yeah. Um, so let me get this straight. Here's the plan. You guys are going to try and using the distractions that are kind Deeper of Deeper into the crystal, yeah. And then go to a different gate. Yeah, I'm going to let still, you know, I, I have, so I have to be within 100 feet to have him cast something. I'm going to leave that for if shit goes really wrong, then mm-hmm. then I'll use that. But I'll keep that in my back pocket for now. Okay. All right. And still, and we'll kind of keep at the very edge of that 100 range. Basically yeah, just now. kind of like wandering down like the edge of the path or something as yeah. we're like cutting deeper into the crystals. Yeah. So you guys continue to go deeper into the crystals, closer to the city that as you near, you hear this cacophony of machinery, work, fire, explosions, marching troops and the sounds of battle all coming from this outer military ring. This is a very, very dense and hardworking city, it seems. Evil forces are always so like, um. In industrially Capitalism. prolific. Yeah. yeah. They really need to, like, this is a bad look. That the someone... whole aesthetic. You think if, like, if you're building a lot of factories and your whole city looks really metal and black, you'd think you'd be like, oh, wait, are we the bad guys here? Yeah. Our city seems really, like, brutalist in its architecture. It really does. I mean, look at those buildings. He points <laughs> through the crystals, and they are, like, very blocky. Like That one's just a big black rock, I think. I don't, don't even, even know think... if there's any windows I don't in think that. it's hollow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys keep making your way closer to... Um, what would probably be the eastern gate based on where you guys were. Um, as you go along, you... Everyone give me perception checks. Yes, 18. 18? 25. 25 and Woo! 18. You guys, like, as you're moving just back, here. you cast... <laughs> just have... Well, you do notice this with that high of a number. <laughs> um, you guys, like, happen to look back, and Brigid, you notice this first. You see a figure flying in the air. Erica Baderica. She seems to be kind of floating above the forest, looking, searching, her red eyes piercing in the pastel light. You hear her call out. Where are you, sister? Come, tell me and I will be merciful. It is a shame to strike down one of our own kind, to extinguish a flame that is supposed to burn for a thousand years or more. But if you stand in the way of the goddess, and in the way of her, I will have to strike you down. Is she talking? Is she talking about me? I think she might be talking I think to you. She's yeah. Talking to you. I don't. Th- she said fire, and she. I think she's talking about me. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, she said sister, and none of us are elves. She's like. Really she could weird. be saying sister in like a gay way. Yeah, she could be like sister. Come on, like. Come on down. Let's go down to the that. river to pray. <laughs> so, what do you guys think? Um, she can't see us right now. It seems like she's um, hasn't noticed hasn't noticed yet. you. In fact, everyone roll stealth checks. You still have passed without trace. Only like probably ten or so minutes has passed. Right. There's not a lot of um, uh, overhead like brush we can hide in though, right? It's pretty like yeah. It's mostly crystals. But the thing is, the the way that these crystals have grown, some of them are like fallen, like logs leaning onto other trees. So there's a little canopy. There's a little canopy. Oh, yeah. So 16. if you it's sixteen, um, and what about you? Pesadress is 10, right? 18. 18? 
Good lord, guys. Smite got a 29. So oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, that that pass without trace is clutch. Um, yeah, you guys are really hidden. I'm just going to roll one perception check for her. She's looking out, and you watch her fly in a different direction. She does not notice you. Shoot. Very close on that roll. What was it? What, you had a 16 on yours? Mm-hmm. She rolled a 14 total. <gasps> Wazzies. Yep. So you guys are approaching the eastern gate. How would you like to proceed? Once you guys kind of near the edge of this sort of crystal forest, you find yourself approaching what is one of these crystal clear ponds. And you look in and you see that there is some depth to it. There seems to be some life moving around in there. This is probably where they get some of their food and some of their fresh water. And you look past that. There seems to be another path leading from one of those tunnels a few hundred feet away all the way through this forest to the eastern gate, which at this moment is closed. You do notice there are a few drow kind of walking on the the parapets, and some of them are manning ballista on the top of these gigantic towers. Mm, Closed. Should we we try another one? Well, I guess the southern gate will be open right now, right? Or, I don't know, would they not leave it open? They might open it again soon, I mean. The backup plan is that I could pretend to be one of them again and maybe come out and, like, try to get in. Maybe they'll leave the door open behind me, but that would probably be harder. You do have... The Bag of Holding. Eagle Splendor. Oh, the Bag of Holding? We can use the Bag of Holding. Can you go in there? As far as I know, if we can fit in it, we can go in it. Okay. So, How long can you hold your breath? I don't know. I want to brag. We're having a few minutes. <laughs> How long can you hold your breath, Brigid? You got good con or what? Uh, yeah, I guess. Oh, well, we could do that. Hey, Brigid, mm-hmm. can you roll a D100 for me? Bean time. Bean time. It's bean time. It's bean, 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 bean time. As you guys get towards that eastern gate, you think your mind flashes back to that. Just passing kind of distraction you're hoping Flicked could go the bean off. Real I, quick. Just a quick flick of the bean. Let's see. <laughs> Life flashes before my eyes. Big money. 42. At this moment, you're you're figuring out this plan. You're like, okay, so what we'll do is now that they're a little preoccupied down there, we'll make some sort of commotion, we'll drag them out, we'll hop in the bag, and we'll run in. And right about <laughs> easy. And right about then you begin to hear just horrid screeching and and just screaming coming from where you guys were. Mm, it's just like the shriekers. shriekers. These horrid, like human-sized mushrooms have grown from the ground around that platform. You could just barely see them at this distance. So but no they are to the screaming. Southern. Got it. <laughs> they are screaming like crazy. Uh, and you immediately see that those gates are again opened and you see what looks to be a small kind of troop of drow soldiers running out lined with um, grimlocks as kind of protection. It looks to be about 12 total individuals heading straight up that path led by Plebo Underpaddle. Likely going to initially get the crawler and now to check out whatever the hell this chorus of screaming is. So can I roll my 1d6 plus 6 to count the shriekers? Yeah, why don't we see how many there are? Because they'll be dealing with that for a little bit. Nice. Well, hey, seven, seven shriekers. Seven, seven shriekers. So yeah, there's you hear um, an almost octet, a perfect like barbershop octet of screams. Yeah, it's Lebo's shock is the octet. 
Ted's yes, that's completion. Yes, exactly. Him coming over and screaming in horror will complete that octet. Um, so as they're kind of dealing with that, you guys turn your attention towards these eastern gates. They're still closed. So how would you like to proceed? Um, first of all, Gargan Gonzalez says, I love acapella. <laughs> What's that? I don't know. I think that they have it at my school, though, and people seem to really be serious about it. <laughs> Smite is visibly cringing. Acapella. Um. Acapella. Um. Well, yeah. It, I mean, if you guys want to hop in the back and I'll run in there real quick and then be like, Bazales, I have to take a deuce. This is 100% what you better say to them. I think that's going to work really well. Your acting was so good last time. Yeah, so we let's trust you. Try it and again. I got enhanced charisma now. That's so. right. Yeah. You have the eagle splendor. You hear again every single time you think of that boost of charisma, you do hear an eagle on the wind. I'd like to use my ring of illusion to try and turn myself into one of the drow that I first met under Paddlewick. Mm. Can I remember? They had names. Can yes. I, like, remember? Like, Gorgonzola would remember. Lisa doesn't. Gorgonzola would but... remember. One of them was named Drin. Drin, yes. I know I killed them all, but. Yes, you did slaughter them mercilessly. <laughs> See, so, but, you know, it's very possible, especially, I mean, you would gather, it's likely that the people at the front gates aren't going to roll out a scroll and be like, Drin, he was killed months ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so, uh, yeah, you twist the ring and you see um, your body takes on the form of, like, uh, honestly, the same kind of size as Brigid, this elven form, long ears, this charcoal skin, and burning red eyes. Your hair Ooh. goes from a beautiful braid of, of brash red to a shock of white. And it's greasy. And, uh, I mean, he wasn't one That's of the greasy ones. Said. No, the, the Grimlock was the greasy Everyone <laughs> greasy. <in> yeah. <laughs> so, yes, Drin he's also actually, greasy. He, he's got a, a custom shampoo line. So. Yes, he does. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you now look like it. Smite turns to you, Brigid. Buzzels uh, in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> you open up the bag of holding um, and Smite, like, bows, uh, putting a hand forward. Uh, ladies first. I look at Zola and I get really close to Zola's face and I touch my head to Zola's head. And I cast Guidance. Oh. And I say, good luck. For the next minute, you will have another D4 to add whatever charisma roll you're going to have wow. to add. You're okay. going any roll, in. Any check. Any, any sort of ability yeah. check, yeah. So. All right. But really, they'll get in the bag. <laughs> Thank you. You hop in the bag. Smite follows after. Get the ball. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> um, you guys head in. You, going into the bag of holding is entering into an extra dimensional space. So you're floating in like this kind of like inky blackness along with a bunch Bumping of random all my items shit. <laughs> just floating around. Coins just Lord like Lord Akion's eye. Gorgonzola is definitely eye, yeah. the kind of person who like... Uh, is out and about town but doesn't want to litter but there's not um Aurelia has a problem with not enough trash cans not on the street so she just sticks like straw wrappers and stuff in her in her bag <laughs> you see some very I start, like, used I start, napkins I start, gathering, I start gathering it and like putting it in my pockets to like throw out later <laughs> just, just absolutely just cleaning doing a little organizing cleaning the organizing the bag of nervously holding. organizing the bag of holding which oh, is very something very I do very on brand for sure <laughs> Uh, Zola, your friends hop in the bag. You turn towards that path. Oh, that... so sorry. I'm just a little nervous. I broke my pencil. <laughs> it's, <okay. laughs> it's like seven minutes I in heaven in here. <laughs> <laughs> I cast kind of story. Um, so you walk onto this path, look forward towards the eastern gate, and begin to approach. I'm taking a little jog. 
Okay. Yeah, you've got it. You got it. Your hand on your fake. You have like a fake scimitar at your hilt that you're like holding on to. Um, also, in the bag of holding, there's a massive great sword that's just floating around dangerously <laughs> as the tusk. I'm sitting on there. it actually as like a little a bench. A little bench. Um, so you begin to approach this gate and you see um, the drow manning the ballista begin to train them on you. And Brothers! Halt! Who goes there? Brothers! It is me, Drin, from the Padalic base. I, that's not a French accent. It's me, Drin, from the Padalic base. <laughs> Brother! Um, what do you say to these people in order to convince them to open the doors? <laughs> Looks like I came just in the nick of time. You guys are, there's some crazy mushrooms over there. Oh, uh, yeah, we heard some screaming. It looks like the southern gate is having to deal with something. It it looks crazy. <laughs> yes, I see Erica flying around. She looks good. She looks she good. She looks good. Uh, you know, I shouldn't talk on the job. It's inappropriate, but she she looks wonderful today. Okay, let me and I drop off my stuff, and then I help you guys. Oh, okay. Uh, roll a persuasion check with advantage with a d4. With guidance, and with what does enhanceability give me? Advantage on charisma checks. Boom. Yep. So okay. and this then, will be deception. Actually. And then deception. the guidance gives you... D4. Yes. Okay, great. So... Roll these d20s. 16. 16. 14 minus 1 plus 3. Okay. These drow, uh, like, give you a look over. All right. Open the gates. Calls down, and you begin to hear chains rattling and the sound of stone grinding as these gates slowly open outward. Uh, inside, you see a number of Grimlock pulling on this chain in order to make it move. Um, are and they greasy? They are incredibly greasy. Um, How can they even hold those chains? Then? It's slipping in their hands. They, we need to dry these guys' hands before they tend, handle the chain. This is not good. Um, Rinsel's like, it's a really good thing they're holding their breath, actually. <laughs> it smells very bad. Um, you I helped them to... with the chain to improve our camaraderie. <laughs> you see how the girl's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> they don't always do that for us, so thanks so much. They're different than the other guys. No problem. Oh, cool. All right. Um, you walk in. This all for her. It's all for her. It is all for her. <laughs> so you begin to make your way through these tall gold stone walls. Um, you see that inside there are just swarms of Omnimalum agents and troops. Grimlocks, lizard folk known as troglodytes heading in and around these crystals. With the sound of those chains and gears grinding, the sturdy gates open, revealing this main stone street running to the central pillar of the city. Now within the walls that circle this military town, you walk amongst these tall, brutalist buildings, watching members of the Onimalum dressed in dark black cloaks and tunics made, making their way to where they need to be. You pass by a drow wearing black leather armor, chatting nearby like this kind of Quonset hut barrack where a number of soldiers- a what barrack? A Quonset hut. It's basically like an airplane hangar, kind of like uh. the domed hut. Um, there are a number of these positioned Sick throughout word. this- Thank you. There's a number of these positioned throughout this space and they are clearly filled with like drow soldiers, mm -hmm. humans, various people, and the, these are the ones who are wearing this, that kind of typical Omnimalum branded black leather armor. Um, beyond this kind of military area, you see that the main boulevard cuts through each area of the city. There are these like 
after these military buildings, you see these kind of multi-tiered office buildings, and then these massive forges, large factories and workshops. There are smokestacks billowing, these thick clouds of black smoke into the air. Many of these manufacturing structures in this sort of middle district are linked by these long stone trapezoidal kind of above ground tunnels, creating a maze of the city for anyone who doesn't actually know where they're going. Uh, if you stray from that main path or any of the very clear cut streets, you might end up finding your way walking into an alley that is a maze to get out of. Looking ahead, the rest of these structures closest to the central pillar are packed together residential spaces for even more members of the organization, likely those who aren't necessarily the soldier type. One of the most significant buildings here happens to be kind of, it, it is the only one of its kind that you see, and it seems to be placed between the military and factories and administrative buildings. It is this kind of just solid block of a building. Funny enough, like the one you joked about uh, before entering the city, literally this windowless like cube of, of golden stone um, with a single entrance to it. How would you guys like to proceed? It, you gather that there are essentially a few main options here. Hang out in the barracks, kind of find out something there, investigate the forges and that kind of like construction admin section, or head to the residential area, which is the closest to the central pillar. Are they still like with me? Like, are we walking side by side? Uh, as you enter, the the guards who like let you in are not with you anymore. Okay, yeah. I give them a nod. Exactly, yeah. Like they're they're manning these giant ballista. They're walking along the walls. They let in someone, and they're like, yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. You do your thing. So you right. you've got a, kind of free range for the for a little bit of time at least. Can I like duck into a barrack? I'm just looking for like a bathroom or like a closet, like a. A WC somewhere where I can just like let brigands might poke their heads out so we can like talk for a sec. Okay. Um, yeah, you follow the various like Omni Malum agents that are kind of heading about their day, walking down this main street to this first ring, the barracks and training grounds. Heading inside, you pass through this dark curtain by some humans in dark leather armor chatting, and you enter into this Quonset hut, seeing row upon row of these simple wooden bunk beds. Soldiers, mostly drow, human, and pale dwarves, which are called Durgar, but they basically look like a dwarf with like pale white bluish skin and like shock of like white graying hair. They are all kind of hanging out, all like talking to each other, eating rations, sharpening their weapons. There are a few small crystals in here positioned, kind of at casting that same pastel dim light throughout the space. And you do see that there is at the very end kind of what looks to be a communal bathroom. Um, so you head past all these people. No one seems to be paying you no mind. You, you seem just like a standard drow soldier. You're keeping your cool, that high charisma, just mm -hmm. carrying you along the way. You hear the eagle in your ears um, and you head into this bathroom. Um, there's like an open shower section, but you duck into one of these stalls for mm -hmm. a moment. I set the bag of holding down on the toilet. And <laughs> the lid down. <laughs> open up the drawstring. <gasps> Good Lord. Hi, was that long? No, that was no biggie. Not bad for me. How about you, Brigid? My eyes are rolling back in my head. <laughs> oh my god, hold on. <laughs> Shakes are, but it's like a like an inconsequential amount of lay on hands. I'm weakened at Bernie's. It's okay. It's fine. You're gonna Do you be need okay. some sink water or something? Because I can go out there and get some no, no, sink no, water. No, I'm okay. I'm okay. I have some water. And okay. I pull out my water and get some water. <laughs> you take a little sip of your water. You feel a little bit better. This, that was a pretty harrowing experience because um, uh, towards the end of 
that experience, you definitely felt like your breath was leaving your lungs, but you are safely within the walls, and it appears that no one has noticed you. Okay, so we're in the barracks right now. I got in through the Eastern. I don't know if you heard me having bro talk with those guys in the Erica. Um, everyone, everyone seems to be super into her, so we can maybe use that. That's good to know. That's good to know. God, I wish I could disguise myself like you can. That's such a good trick. I shouldn't. It feels like I shouldn't have this. Anyway. <laughs> it feels like if you didn't have it, you'd be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> well, let's not question anything. Um, so I guess we kind of have some options. One, we could go like um, into this kind of a residential area. We could maybe try and like go into someone's house i don't know if like people are out and working if we could just like go like take a quick nap in their bed goldilocks style Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. we could go try and hide in like a hangar there seem to be factories i don't know if we could find like you know we could all go inside a giant wooden crate or something and sleep in there Mm -hmm. um wouldn't be the first time i'll tell you that i've slept in many a crate (laughs) or i can be uh you know pretend to just have like an eight-hour BM in here, and we just we just chill. How long does enhanced buildings last? I could last actually, time? I could just put an out of order sign on the stall, and I could just put my feet up on the toilet. Oh my god! A brave move, <laughs> truly a bold move. But you guys probably can't stretch out that good inside the back, huh? No, it really wouldn't be very restful. Yeah, feel right. if I had to yeah. stay in here for four hours. Smite and bring it our cheek to cheek, like <laughs> pressing their faces out of the bag. I'm quite comfortable, but um, I don't think I could translate this. So yeah, do you want to try and hide in like a factory or do we want to try and like I think steal we should away to someone's house? Do you think that like every apartment building <laughs> not to be like from New York and asking <laughs> this, but do you think that every apartment building has someone in it? Like could we potentially find an empty residence or something that's yeah, like Yeah, but I'm also I'm thinking that a lot of these residential places near here are probably for the soldiers. They're probably out and about. Like, someone might well, just, like, not be home. Noah had said, like, uh, there's, like, admin. There's, like, uh, admin offices and stuff. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. there's, like, not just sold. It's, like, a full, like, civilization yeah, yeah. down here. So, like, maybe. I was just thinking that the house is closest to the barracks might yeah. be. Mm. Totally. But there's bunk beds in here. So I feel like the barracks oh, is where the right, soldiers right, are. Right. Yeah. That sucks. They have to dorm. Yeah, they have to do. <laughs> they do not think, get their own I was thinking, like, we can go into the barracks brutal. and, like, if each each soldier has their own little tent or whatever. But it sounds like it's straight up like just bunk beds. Yeah, just bunk Skyrim beds style. in here. Exactly. Yeah. So we should we can't stay here because you know I think we look we too go. much like unlike, yes. unlike everybody else. Yeah, yeah there are um, elves. Here. We'd at least need the garb. You know, we did. I mean, they have. There are humans here, but we'd still need to. Be wearing I all was of wondering the if we could stuff. like a locker room high school style steal some people's <laughs> clothes. Um, I yeah, probably right. There's got to be something around here. You, you hear a shower turn on. <laughs> yeah, we, we all look at each other like huh? steal someone's clothes. Out. Can I um uh I um leave the bag sitting on the two heads just out and just try um and like lean out and look around and see if I see maybe like a robe hanging like where someone just went into the shower. Give me a perception check. Okay. Yeah, hi. Six. Six. Um, it already, there's a lot of fog coming into the room Someone's from the shower. Someone's cast fog cloud. <laughs> Someone's we're under attack! Shh, shh, shh. Um, <laughs> it, it, right now it seems like not with it, you definitely would be seen taking robes is what you gather. Mm-hmm. With a six. Like, there's nothing quickly, oh, I could just reach right out and grab there. it. Mm, I think maybe we should honestly just try and uh, 
Back in the bag? Try and hide somewhere. I'll try and get us into, you know, some kind of building, and then maybe you can find somewhere to hide from there. Let's just do, like, checkpoints. How yeah. many How many minutes do we have in the bag? Um, technically, the bag allows for 10 minutes um, for one person of breathing air, so that would be five minutes. Um, okay. And I can say that you, I mean, reasonably speaking, you could in five minutes make it from where you are to the central pillar. It's like walking like half the mm. distance to the subway train from where we live essentially okay you know what i mean so so just walk five minutes find another place to duck we'll yeah. take a big breath and we'll keep going okay all right i turn back into gorgonzola for a second refresh my disguise um i think into a different drow this time i'll just choose a different drow maybe i saw with wet hair maybe yes and yes. I, uh, with wet hair. With wet hair. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like and trying to figure out your skin. outfit. And Just, I'm like yeah, giving you a makeover like I'm wet hair. constantly. I'm like, I've got a mesh shirt on, kind of like Naruto right? style. No, no, no. Yeah. No, okay, I go to like a vest. Yeah. Like, kind of like a combat More vest. Wet. Combat, but wet. Definitely wet. Dripping combat Just, Yeah, vest. dripping combat Baggy, vest. baggy pants, combat boots. This is a good look. They should adopt this if it's not okay. on the I makes my biceps a little bit bigger. I dry off a little. <laughs> so you get ready. You prepare this disguise. We're whispering, by the way. Um, and you God, begin to. No, no, it's good. I think it's fine. Do I love you? Think I'll be the most like overdressed or like underdressed? No, I think that like you look normal. Can you take someone else and see what they're wearing? You like look like lone wolf style, so people will definitely ignore you. Is that like pants or shorts? Or, like, I, think, I don't like, want to make like... a thing out of this, but I truly think that if we do any more changes, you might stand out more than you fit in. So we should just roll with the, the this combination do. of wet clothes and. No, it's not wet clothes. It's just wet hair. Okay. Because you should go out of the shower. I think, like, shorts just a little bit below the knees and uh, combat boots. Oh, I'm so sorry, but I cannot wear that cut of shorts. It looks uh, terrible on all men. Okay. All right. <laughs> I head, I headbutt you and give you guidance again. I look really fashionable. <laughs> I ignore all their advice. And I look like a really hot gay You look like a stupid... Go <laughs> right. Okay. You head out of the bathroom. You look like you're on your way to a date. You walk down this line of bunk beds. You hear some people go... Oh, someone got a date tonight. Huh? <laughs> I comb my hand through my wet hair. <laughs> Give me a raw deception check. Yeah, you do get advantage because of the fact that you still have um, this, uh, right? Is it concentration? Enhanceability. Is Enhanceability it concentration? It is, yeah, up to an hour. All right, then you can't cast Guidance. No, it's, it's a guidance. Trip. Guidance concentration? is concentration. Oh. Then we have to have backtrack this it. whole thing? Oh, no, no. We don't have to do that. The roll that you needed to hit to beat them for that deception roll was l lower than the 14 you got. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. You can't cast that, but you do have enhanced ability. On it, so just give me a deception check with advantage. Okay. Not good. Eight. With Eight. advantage. You, that dice is cursed. You make it to the end of this barrack, and as you get there, you hear, Cadet, what are you wearing? And you turn around, and it looks like there's this well-armored drow soldier approaching you. You see everyone is at attention already, and they look at you with these piercing red eyes. Why are you dressed like that? What are you going? Sir, I'm going to assume that none of these are... Other fools told you that I lost a bet. Uh, I actually think that your boss is in on it as well. But uh, I'm so sorry. I will change back into regulation clothes because I'm more than happy to and did not want to wear this in the first place. Give me a deception check with advantage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 17. 
sir, it was a vet. <laughs> sir, they are hazing me. That is quite inappropriate, <laughs> if true. <laughs> it's it's sex. It's a sex. Oh my god. I why did I say it was a gay drought? <laughs> <laughs> this is homophobic. This is homophobic. Uh, oh god. Fuck fuck fuck. Listen. You should be proud of what you want to wear. You do not have to lie to me. <laughs> if you want to wear this, be proud of it. Just know you should not be doing it on company time. This it, is not the time and place. You are right, Captain. I I look good. What is your name, soldier? My name is Gren, sir. Gren, sir. Good, mm. good drowning. <laughs> A good, strong drowning. <laughs> so not Drin anymore. No, no, I, I turned into a different one. Different, different looking Because yeah. I didn't want the guard, the guys to see me. Try not to have to... too many of similar yeah, spotters yeah, across yeah, the yeah. sea. <laughs> like, What's Drin doing? Why is Drin everywhere <laughs> today? All over the place. Why does Drin look so gay today? <laughs> <laughs> is Drin bi? Do you guys think Drin might be bi? <laughs> Drin, I, I'm getting I'm some bi vibes. <laughs> Right, right, right. Um, you see uh, the other soldiers like snicker a little bit and um, he like shoots him a look and then looks back at you. Go home. Get to rest. I will be putting this on your record and God forbid something comes of it. I understand, Captain. Inside Gorgzola's thinking, I don't understand what he means. God forbid something comes of it. Is he hitting up? No, I'm just trying to say Me? that I do not want you to be punished for expressing yourself so beautifully. Oh, an God ally? For- yes, I'm an ally. I'm oh. saying God forbid you have to be punished, but you I will be punished. thought you were victim-blaming. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying this <laughs> But you are still speaking at me in French accent. I am so assuming this is canon, so... <laughs> So you... <laughs> uh, yes, sir. Thank you. It won't happen again. Um, he nods to you. He takes down your name. and Take it down. I stall it out for him. G-R-E-N. <laughs> Such a strong Glenn. name. Um, writes it I'm out. walking backwards as I'm doing <laughs> You head out of the barracks. This took about how long as it took us to have this conversation. So your allies are, I would say, on like the I'm last minute ready. or two. Like they, like essentially this conversation means that you have to get to the next checkpoint or someplace yes. to let them out soon. All right, I start running towards where I, like towards the residential center. Since he told me to go home, yeah. I'm just gonna start running towards houses. Yeah, so you bolt towards the houses you make it probably most of the way through the military district when you're like, oh shit, they're going to be running out of air. Give me a constitution saving throw, Brigan. Is there like a dumpster? Give me a perception check. Okay. Constitution saving throw. Four for dumpster check. Four for my DC. Four for the D- <laughs> um, You don't see any dumpsters nearby. Again, just like you said, there's just not a lot of like accessibility for environmentalism here. So yeah, you gotta have trash cans gotta have every trash corner. Cans available, but no, they don't seem to have it. The best thing I can give you with that role is that you could duck into the kind of maze of these above ground kind of channels that are weaving throughout yeah. the city, or you can try and duck into one of the closest buildings, which would be an administration building. No, I duck into like an alley. Okay, you rush into the alley. Give me a stealth check. So I hit my. I threw. I rolled my dice and and then I rolled it over and then I looked at my con modifier and then I forgot what my roll was, but it was like a three or a four, so it you, could either be a seven or an eight. You guys are essentially 
suffocating in the bag at this point. Yes. Cool. Um, you're not dead yet, and with the timing of how things will work out here, you should be okay so long as the stealth check goes yes. as planned. As I am um, running, I'm, like, slipping my pack off of my shoulders and, like, starting to, like, open the drawstring <laughs> as I roll, so maybe they'll feel, like, the space jostling. Like, <laughs> and maybe, like... Out the hole of the bag, like... <sighs> Um, you have They'll to like. Your face. You have to actually like pull your head out of the bag. Too. One sec. One sec. <laughs> Eight stealth track. I'll also say this: Stillen has been trailing you this entire time because you asked him to stay within that hundred foot diameter. He has not died yet, and he did make it past. I rolled for him. He did make it past the guards. He's just a rat, so no one's thinking anything. I can say he can give you advantage if you're willing to have him kind of make a scene. Um, okay, essentially, I'll, for I'll sure, send, sacrifice him. I'll send him into the street, start nipping at passerby. <laughs> Salutes you nobly and bolts towards the street. Give him hell, soldier. <laughs> 14. 14. Much, much better. You see, like, you duck into these, these kind of above-ground tunnels. Um, they look just i mean they kind of just look like trapezoidal like gold stone like structures mm -hmm. um and you kind of weave into them a little bit going as far over so they are not visible from the street um and as you look over your shoulder you see still in is nipping at these various drow and you see <laughs> one of them comes over and stabs down into him and he goes no. <laughs> and disappears in a sparkle They're like what the fuck what, a single this, tear rolls down my face <laughs> as I dump Smite and Pregnant out of the bag. <laughs> they they tumble to the ground, gasping for air. Holy shit, that was terrible. Sorry, sorry. It's okay, it's okay. <gasps> I'm glad that you went with this look. I hope it rolled well. <laughs> I hope it went well for you. It was all fine, yeah. yeah? Okay, great. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for your guidance on that. <laughs> Stacy and what's his face from What Not to Wear. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you remember the guy's yes, name? <laughs> I don't remember his name, but I remember his show. Oh my god. Okay, so you guys are Dead in Dead. these kind of <laughs> we'll look it up. We'll push it. We'll put it in the bio of the episode. Jesus Christ! Um, you guys are kind of positioned amongst these weaving tunnels above ground. You see these tall, gold stone, brutalist structures rising around you. The more administrative style buildings. There's mm -hmm. no, there's no guards patrolling them. They just look to be kind of these very angular block-like buildings. Mm -hmm. You see that there seem to be fewer armored soldiers in the street you know there's some durgar the pale dwarves wearing kind of forge blacksmith gear heading between these factories you see deep gnomes walking along um side these kind of you know the crawlers kind of moving to and fro what would you guys like to do now at this point you're kind of gathering that you're gonna need to settle in soon because there's already a lot of commotion going on and mm -hmm. sooner or later they're gonna realize someone has gone into the city yes Okay. Wait a minute, Dream died! <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Alright, so this is how far I got us. Do we think that I should do like another stretch and try to get us into one of these like buildings? Apartment buildings, yeah. yeah. Um, yes, I think I'm going to try and see if there's any kind of building that has, um, not an office building, I don't think, but any kind of building that has. Um, like a service entrance out the back, like some like a place where like lorries pull up or like uh, maybe like a ramp going up somewhere. Okay. You. We could even like hide behind anything and just like pop out for a breath, and you know, like doesn't have to be in, in close space. 
it'll be for it's you'll be rolling stealth checks of, no matter what. So if you think that's easier to just kind of duck wherever breathe, we can get to, yeah. Give me a like. The two of you jump back in the bag. Zola, give me a survival check. As I said, these are kind of a maze, yes. so you're gonna need to yeah. roll enough to get past in time. You wander about for the better part of five minutes before you realize you're going to have to stop really, really soon again. Yeah. You can push on and they'll roll con saves to kind of see how long they can breathe for. It says the, the ruling for suffocation is you can last a number of minutes equal to one plus your constitution modifier. So they could last, in theory, around eight minutes each. Yeah. So. Um, can I just try and... The alleys that I'm in, is there any, like, um, doorways or anything? Or is it just straight brick on either side? Straight brick on either side. Is there is anyone it, near me? Covered, right yeah. now, no. There's no okay. There to be anyone I near just you. pop the bag on the ground and just open it up and go, breathe quick, breathe quick. Okay. <gasps> Give me a stealth check. Yeah. Me too. Um, no. Well, actually, can yeah, we'll, you know, we'll do a party average because that will, um, that way we can all just, like, average it. That'll be much easier. Two. Dirty 20. Nice. Dirty twenty as well for first smite. Um, that really pulling up, the really pulling up my that end of the curve. Um, <laughs> Thanks for carrying us. <laughs> huddling together, kind of anytime. These. Um, you're basically kind of like there's an area you see where one of these trapezoidal tunnels kind of cuts perpendicular to another. So you hide oh. in that little corner, kind of. I know of exactly what we do. Um, our party average is I'm standing just up against a corner with the bag and, and friggin and smite both wrap their arms around my neck like we're doing a three way make out here we go so <laughs> no one looks at us it's <laughs> rifling through my hair um, uh, a Durgar walks around the corner and goes oh, so sorry and turns around and walks away <laughs> sorry just so many pairs of hands <laughs> just, uh, oh strange I got to go um so he heads off. Um, you guys manage to buy yourself a little bit more time. Um, you hop back in the bag and head back into the streets um, with no survival check at this point. It just took you that whole time to get to this point. Mm -hmm. You walk back onto one of the main boulevards between all of these kind of now administrative buildings. Um, and you do see that the forges and the factories, the ones that are a little bit further back, which you've kind of passed slightly, they do have like service entries. And these admin buildings do as well though these seem to just be like a single back door to some of them they're right. not it's not like a loading dock these these right. admin buildings clearly aren't where the workshop is kind of like there's not mechanical work being done in there i think it would be easier to hide in some kind of factory or warehouse or something let's go in the admin building it seems like oh in the admin could, building yeah like i was we saying could... the opposite <laughs> You're like, yeah, let's do this. Yes, the admin. Yeah. Seems like I, we're no, on totally different pages. I think the admin building might be better because it will give us not only a chance to find somewhere to like just hunker down, maybe like some kind of closet, uh, and but and then also like a Watergate situation where we look up like where we can go rifle through people's desks and see oh. like some kind of plans oh. for the city. Shit. Interesting. That's true. I was thinking if we went to a factory we might get more of an idea into the me mechanical side of things, but you're right, some information could probably put again the most those. Yeah, well, my only yeah. Oh, that's great. You guys are great thinking, both of you. Great ideas. My stealth is so bad. I'm scared that the second that I walk into this admin building, they're just going to see me especially if there's no like floors or like big warehouse or something if it's just like a nice office full of ladies <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well i mean i could like try and you know 
finagle my cloak or robes or something in some fashion. What do people around here look like? Most of the people in this area are wearing like dark black colors. Um, so the green robes probably wouldn't cut it. I'll say this though, you guys would gather that the reason why you even have to really roll stealth checks mechanically is because you're trying to hide these two as they breathe. If you just appeared as a drow and walked into one of these buildings, mm -hmm. you could very well get away with just doing that. You know, the, the only time you would really be rolling any checks there would be if someone questions you being there or asks you a question and you choose to lie or, you know, whatever right. you want to mm -hmm. do. So ultimately... If you go to the factories, it will probably be more of a stealth scenario because mm -hmm. you'll get good cover. You'll get advantage because there's lots right. of stuff happening, mm -hmm. but there will be fewer places to duck into okay. and it will be less likely that you would be there without working also. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, okay. All right. So. Okay. I trust you, Brigid. I will try and uh, become a drow secretary <laughs> yeah <laughs> i turn into um a drow with um slicked back hair or... and a tie on and a button up <laughs> or maybe you turn into erica boderica oh uh, yeah but i'm scared because she's up in the yeah she could be up in the sky about. she's yeah, up in she... the sky no one around here would know that unless they look out a window oh wait but there's no windows <laughs> well there's some windows in some places <laughs> okay. no but i'll, I'll say this it it would make sense not to turn to Erica unless you're actively trying to use her influence. Does that right. make sense? Like if you, if or you, once she's neutralized, yes. Like if you're like for sure neutralized. she's out of the picture. <laughs> we are. This is military <laughs> now. <laughs> um, the the reality is is that you could definitely get away with lying as Erica, but you'll be drawing more attention to yourself. Okay. That's a that's a good kind of like yeah. trump card. Like yeah. you want to turn on me? I'm Erica, but Erica, bitch. Like yeah. But for now. Okay. Good okay. for the back pocket. I turn into um, an administrative draft. <laughs> you look, you transform got yourself. A pencil behind my you ear. <laughs> pencil behind your ear. You've got some, got some round bespectacles, um, and you make your way out of this area. Your friends hopping back in the bag as they do, and you head towards one of these administration buildings. Smite and I inside the bag, just kind of for the third or fourth time, just like looking at each other. Why not? <laughs> just not a so. Uh, it's fun, right? This is a good time. Yeah, um, as as good as it can be, I guess at this point. It's good. We're doing really good. I have a good. You know, vibe you about you've this. had a pretty good outlook this whole time. I want to be honest with you. This kind of shit gets me high. Like the adrenaline gets you hot. Hot, hot. Yeah, but hot. Hi. You know, we should probably focus on the mission. I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, I mean, um, focus you, on what? We're inside a dark cavern. <laughs> you continue walking. You you approach one of these admin buildings <laughs> <laughs> without any oxygen. You have five minutes. <laughs> um, you guys. Five um, minutes in heaven. That's all I need. <laughs> um, you guys head through these paths, um, eventually making your way to the main boulevard. I want to look for the dingiest door with a flickering light. Yeah, so you can you cross the main boulevard, you go to one of these admin buildings. You see that there's there's one that looks a little bit tucked behind like one of the ones that's closest to the main boulevard. It's completely unguarded, so you don't have to like talk to anyone on your way and you just open up this this wooden door and you find yourself in what can be only described as walking into an administrative space there's deep gnomes rushing to and fro wearing like you know little button shirts and simple robes like moving to and fro with all these papers and stuff you see a few administrative drow <laughs> doing some filing there are you're just picturing them all like in like 70s like 
chinos and a shirt with a tie. <laughs> brown suit. Brown, brown, orange tones. Um, yeah, so you see all these people are kind of rushing around. There's the, again, there's these crystals in, like embedded into sconces along the walls to cast this kind of dim, warm glow to the space. There is a stairwell at the far end of the room heading upward to the other two levels of this building. Uh, this seems to be like the open floor. You look around, you see that there are, there's like a closet in, nearby, there's another like door heading off, and then of course, as I said, there is the stairwell heading up, which where are you heading into? Does it seem like, um, do I see any people who are like um, wor- worker bee types going up and down the stairwell? Or does it seem like, no, like that's maybe where like head honcho offices are? Uh, like what's you, the vibe? The, the vibe is that this is, it's pretty much open access. Yeah, you okay. see like a deep gnome run down the stairs, like adjusting his spectacles, carrying like a big stack of papers. Yeah, I'll just grab like a stack of papers off of the like the emptiest desk around me mm-hmm. and just like muttering looking at it just start plodding my way up the staircase okay oh and the figures um, as Miss Baderica said <laughs> give me a deception check with advantage 14 minus 1 13 there we go uh, 13 gives you just enough where it's like, you know, people, like a few may look up when you mention Erica Baderica under your breath, but, you know, they're, are, they're absorbed in their work. You can tell that they're, like, not paying as mm-hmm. much attention as they would if you had said something else. You head up these stairs uh, and you find another large room and here there are lots of bookshelves filled with ledgers there's a few like filing cabinets here and there yeah i'll hide in a i'll hide behind a bookshelf and let smite and break it breathe okay you duck behind one of these bookshelves and <gasps> wow we're in we did it high fives <laughs> <laughs> like high fives all around really quiet high five um you guys are in this kind of quiet it's almost like a storeroom, but it takes up this whole floor. It's it's a records room. So you're kind of in like a records room like at this an moment. Exactly. Um, and you would guess that there are like a number of these throughout the city. Based yes. on the fact that this building is almost identical to a lot of the other administrative buildings, you imagine that this is just one fraction of the information you could garner. This seems like here. so much bureaucracy. It's it's scaring me. Like, what is this operation? They're really organized. Yeah. There's something that they're keeping track of. Can I do a perception check? Is there anyone else in here? That's not my perception check. Those are two separate things. Yes. Um, is there someone else in here? Uh, at this moment, no. There doesn't seem to be anyone in this room. Um, are there windows? There are windows in this space. But that being said, picture this is like being in almost like a library so like there's lots of places where there isn't full visual access from windows there's you know kind of off like almost off rooms kind Mm -hmm. of here Mm -hmm. it's possible that there's someone else on this floor somewhere but so long as you're not being very loud you're you're you could be just any person who's up here in records like talking to themselves kind of thing why don't you guys like look for information and i can start to look for a place where we could maybe sleep that's yeah. a great idea. Um, okay, so we're going to first start with Zola. So Zola, uh, as Smite and Brigid leap out of the bag and begin to look through the various ledgers that are kind of being stored here, you step out and begin to walk around yeah. this space. Any any small spaces that have a lock. I'm looking for any kind of bathroom or okay. maybe like a small admin office or anything. Yeah, so you begin to walk through this floor. You see that there is like you end up walking out and you see that there's uh, clearly a few kind of rooms that have been built in here. What time um, of day is it? 
You guys don't really know, but based on how long you've been down here, it's probably nearing the end of the day, mm. you know, probably cool. probably getting near okay. dinner time. Um, you're Although not we exactly don't know sure. if they work normal hours because they don't go by the sun. Yeah. So they you, yeah, they, they potentially you don't know it at all. It will, it might be a scenario where you're required to have someone on watch, which will, you know, you'll do essentially like a 10 hour rest instead of an eight. Zola, you look around, you see that there is indeed a like service closet here. You open it up and you see that it's filled with like janitorial equipment, um, cleaning supplies. This is basically just clearly for whoever maintains these buildings. You would imagine probably whenever the quote unquote night shift would be when things are a little bit less active here. While you find that, Brigid, give me an investigation check and you can roll with advantage because Smite is helping you. 15. 15. Scanning through all of these ledgers is a lot of work. And with Smite, you guys are kind of finding a few interesting things, but you know that it will take you a lot more time in order to gather specific information. You're like looking through all of these ledgers, you're looking through all these books, Smite helping you. You gather that maybe the most important information is in that giant stone building without any windows. But in here, you gather some information regarding the various nations and the leaders of the empire. You see some stuff on the dragon kings, as well as some stuff on the first might. And this is like, this is just one section you're kind of skimming through. You see some mention of what looks to be records of criminal activity throughout the empire. And it dawns on you why there's so much fucking bureaucracy. It's because they're keeping track of pretty much every activity that they do or that anyone else may do that influences their business. So this whole section is just like vast and you have gotten a little lucky finding some of this info, but there may be even more out there. Out of what I described to you, leaders of the nations of, of Aurelia, Dragon Kings, First Might, criminal activities, which one would you like to dive deeper into? because essentially that will take the bulk of the research time that you have. Can each of us take one? Because from what Zola told me, don't don't I don't I recognize First Might and say like, Zola, don't you know something about this or whatever? Yeah, I mean, you could, I'll, I'll say this, that like- I think we can be messaging back and forth also and talking about what you find. Because yes, I'm off looking for janitor's <laughs> closet. Looking for closets. Um, yes, Might has message, so he's like casually messaging out, updating Zola of the information. Well, gang, yes. maybe we just take things that are interesting into the janitor closet like mm. instead of sitting and reading things out on the floor maybe we just grab a couple of folders and then bring them back for a night and while other people are sleeping so someone else can look through it okay not a bad idea all right well i'm gonna grab uh, this and he grabs what looks to be a file on balderheim brigid i have a question it's okay if you can't find this but just since since you're out there you said that there's something on like criminal activities if it is it, like, listed by person? Like, are there names there? Like, could you just take out someone's file? Um, scanning through, this seems to be more broad. You okay. imagine that there probably is an exact record of individuals, but this, um, at least in the area that you're looking at, this, is, where it is. Yeah, this okay. is not specifically that. I'm, in, no. I'm interested in... <laughs> okay, never mind that. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> pick pick what is drawn to you then. I'm going to take the one about the first mite. 
Okay. You grab these files and you kind of scamper through the shelves between the folders and and all of these various kind of cabinets and stuff like that. And you find your way across the room to where Zola has found a janitorial closet. I am um, painstakingly taking all of the um, janitorial supplies, like all the cleaning liquids and like buckets and mops and stuff and leaning them on the wall right outside of the closet. And then I'm going to write a sign that says uh, pipe burst janitorial staff hyphen products here arrow mm, okay okay uh first what we're sure everyone do... <laughs> in and lock the door <laughs> uh first things first we're gonna do a stealth check for everyone one more time does the door open out or in the door opens inward sick i sit against it <laughs> <laughs> all right first our stealth checks to see if anyone's with advantage you. uh no advantage on this Are you sure yes <laughs> have you thought about it though did you ever I fantasize at night about it, though, about giving us advantage? I yeah. did think uh, late into the evening about giving you advantage. But, <laughs> but you're not. Uh, but I'm not going to. Oh, um, 15. 15? 12. 22. So you guys Six. are above the average for m- pretty much most of the passive perceptions of the people in this entire city. Um, and in fact, thank God you do, because as you're kind of setting up those things, um, Smite looks over, um, and he, he's not wearing his mask, so he just looks like a human, but he, he very well <laughs> which should, could... Which should be fine. It's not like everyone down here would know him, right? Exactly, yeah. But it's possible that if he just happened to look recognizable enough to one person... It could spin off. And more importantly is the fact that he does, he's wearing armor that they may recognize. You know, mm. like he's got the look of a uh, land scorcher a paladin, and yeah. like a paladin, but like, you know, with, with the right robes, perhaps he could deceive some people, but he looks out and you see, he like taps. Smite, Brigid if anyone on the else say you're albino. Like, yeah, that's probably what I'll do. Um, he grabs Brigid <laughs> and drags her into the closet as you spot a deep gnome, um, like walk by with a stack of paper. Evening to you. Nods to you, seeing that you're just a drow admin. Uh, working hard or hardly working? A little bit of both, my friend. <laughs> Are you going to be under the influence later? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh. you know. Have a good weekend. Uh, you too. We can't bear to work. I've, if I could do anything else, I would, <laughs> but they won't let me. <laughs> <laughs> they won't uh, let us. He, he they leaves. won't let us. I think they these won't let us. people are near radicalization. I might be actually he might be do, able something to do something with that guy. With the yeah. high of charisma check. Um, yeah, you... Yeah. <laughs> Eagle soys in the background. Um, you finish setting up this situation. You slowly close the door behind you and you sit down. You guys are in this empty janitorial closet. It's literally like a 10 by 10 space with a few like stone racks on the walls where which were once full and are now empty. Um... And you guys begin to pour over the information that you found. Thank God there's toilet paper in here. (laughs) (laughs) I produce flame so that we can see in there. Excellent. Um, Yes, that'll make it much easier because although you guys can, you do have night vision essentially, that's not going to help with like black and white writing and stuff like that. While Smite and Brigid read to me, I am um, resummoning still in in a ritual manner. Can everyone please scooch to the side? Can everyone please get the fuck out of the way? Oh, sorry, I smashed the chalk. Can I climb up into to a, like a shelf and like scoop my butt out so I'm kind of folded in half inside of a shelf with my legs and my arms out almost like as if you wild shape into a snake you slide into this I call top shelf <laughs> so big you cannot fit up there um, so Smite pulls out his stuff first and begins to pour over the actual documents scanning through and you see he's like tossing some back as he notices that a lot of this is again like 
ledger shit. You know, it's like calculating the the various funds that are being earned versus what is expected. These, you know, clearly lots of information on income coming in. And this looks to be maybe like one of X number of files on Balderheim. Right. So lots of income coming into Balderheim. Lots of money coming in. they're doing well. Yes, it seems like they're because doing well. Because that's where they're creating all of these constructs, right? No, it seems no, like they they're creating them. Yeah, it seems like there's a mix of places they could be creating them. You're not totally sure on that. What you do also, gather... Like what's happening in these factories. Yeah. Um, what you do gather is that this organization requires a lot of funding to go in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could be for like both practical and also like impractical reasons. The taxes from your liquid. town. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the taxes from your town. Oh, yeah. Smite reads to you basically that... The entire kingdom, despite being able to provide a lot of funds, is definitely in a state of crisis. There's a lot of reports about how the normal defenses have been failing against the dragonborn forces that work for Anakra and the dragon lords. Um, it seems like there is there's a t- there's a lot it's of like this is Balderheim and it, and it's talking a lot about it's like weird it's like talking about like risk assessment. It's basically like looking over the situation and talking about how like. Well, this is how much money we're getting from the scenario. This is much how much money we have to pour in. This is information about the various soldiers that we're sending. And there is a name that comes up, Archmage Zabir, who seems to be, he's the advisor to the Lord, essentially. And it seems like he is an Archmage. There's lots of talk about how he's been requesting a lot more aid and how he's been kind of putting the pressure on the organization to supply that army. Um, And it seems like... Complicit, if you will. Complicit, in a way. Um, So it seems like he's been kind of putting the pressure on and it seems like these documents are talking about how he's insisting that they've been like supplying a lot of like funds and stuff like that and a lot of like resources a lot of metal all this stuff to the omni malum and that they are not like coming up on the deal Mm -hmm. which was something that you vaguely gathered from Mm -hmm. that cipher that you were like there's pressure being put on by the the dwarven governments and it seems like the Omni Malum needs to supply whatever they're supposed to supply very soon. And based ah. on these documents, you gather that it seems like they are close to supplying what they are, they are, were requested of. Mm-hmm. Brigid, you lay out the documents on the first might and begin to search through. This is taking the better part of an hour. And at the very end, there's a flash as Stilton is resummoned <laughs> once more. Uh, how is What is Stilton coming back as oh, this time? Oh, OG. OG? OG weasel form. Weasel form. OG weasel form. <laughs> Just like <laughs> appears this long pied weasel once again. The, a few of the papers are thrown up into the air as there's like a blast of arcane energy. <gasps> so Smite like puts like his cloak near the door. Don't, I don't want the flash to show up. This is my weird snake. <laughs> Curls up to you, Brigid. Um, I touch it with one finger on its forehead. It nuzzles into you. Uh, and you guys, as you're kind of going through this, you find something that is particularly interesting. This seems to be one of the later files. Like, I, I don't have an exact number in my mind, but this would be the equivalent of being like, volume 27 out of volume 30. You know what I mean? This is clearly one of the last files they have on the organization. Definitely dated. It seems like the first might weren't very receptive to the Omni Malum. And it's, that to you signifies that the Omni Malum has been like, you know, in existence prior For to the, yeah, the, the organization of the actual empire. Right. So 
you're you're looking at this and you're it's not surprising to me yeah it makes sense that this like kind of setup totally puppet they put up as you're like skimming this again it's a lot of jargon you're not really understanding a lot of talk about how like you know unresponsive to requests for meeting and stuff like that um you find some information that talks about how a plan seemed to be put in place the organization would be acting as a liaison for an individual and would set up the first might in a way that would appear that they are threatening another kingdom. And you keep on reading on, you're like, what? what? This doesn't make any sense. The history that you know was that the first might waged war on the kingdoms of the Mara Imar, that they, they like unprompted just decided to try and expand their territory but as you're reading this you're starting to realize that that was not the intent at all it seems like this organization the only mom had a hand in orchestrating whatever caused them to expand in that way and it's you're Lindberger. yeah and yeah. and you're reading through and you're and you're kind of gathering a few main things one the only malum was working with a member of the leoniel kingdom and it was a military figure. Their name has been redacted multiple times. It seems that the plan was to rally behind this military figure, and they would frame Formaji, the Orcish kingdom, for this actual war. They were going to blame the whole thing on them and say it was their territorial expansion. But you read a note that dictates that the plan essentially was that they were going to take an item, a sacred item, from the First Might by the organization to bring to this redacted military figure. The crown? So, not the crown. The crown is for sure like a new item that they've wanted to acquire. Mm. This seems to, like, a lot of this stuff is like blacked out, essentially. Right. Um, but essentially, like, literally you're gathering... Who colored on all of this? <laughs> wow, why would they just doodle on this shit? <laughs> um, literally, like, here are the bullet points. The organization tries to get in contact with the First Might. The First Might refuses. Right. The organization goes, okay, fine, then we'll do this without you. They contact a figure in the Leonial Kingdom who is a military position. Right. They work with them to kind of set them up to be launched into, you know, to be their figurehead. They frame the war on the First Might. And the way that they do that is by stealing an item from the First Might and being like, we didn't steal it. The kingdom of Leoniel did. So Formaggi and the First Might go to Leoniel and demand the return of this item that Leoniel as a kingdom has no idea that they actually have. That is actually in the possession of this redacted member of their Leoniel military. Leoniel kingdom is not in on this planet. They were not Just that one figure. Was the person in Leoniel Autoc Aurelius? Based on what you're reading here, it would make the most sense that they would pick someone who they could just launch into a leadership position by backing them in this way. Basically, this information reveals that the entire war of the Mara Imar was organized and orchestrated by this organization to establish the empire and to essentially expand this territory. Yeah. And basically have the Leonio and First Might just take each other out. Exactly. As they did. And that's exactly what happened. And though you never learned about this history, it now becomes blatantly clear. 
it makes it unless you create a narrative that this group of people is like aggressive and violent there would be no logical reason on why a war would have broken out like they don't ever go because you know it's not like with world war one where they're like oh there was like the assassinated of archduke ferdinand and people have been stockpiling weapons it was just like all of a sudden this nation just attacked everyone that makes no sense yeah. oh but it makes sense if they're aggressive and they believe in a god that tells them to like claim the world as their mm-hmm. own kind of thing mm-hmm. which so, is how they framed the first might exactly yes. and you would know based on what Limburger has told you that they likely used like Groomsh the god of the orcs as that kind of evil figure right. even if the first might as a whole wasn't like dedicated to him in any way or yeah. like didn't follow him just having a few pockets of those people gave the propaganda machine of the Omni Malum enough ammo to be like, see? These people are worship. They war. worship a yeah. war god. Like, Sorry, it was the Omni Malum disguised as like the Leoniel people. Essentially, the Omni Malum gave the first might the impression that it was the Leoniel family that took a that secret item. That stole that secret item. And it was one member of. Yeah, them. in a way, it was. A, their kingdom technically was at fault, was but of course he was acting completely on his own accord with association with the organization. Right. Yes. And this seems to be like a basic outline. You actually gather that there's probably way more and like, you know, probably there's clearly more to the story, but this seems to be the basic outline. And because it is file like 27 out of 30, you imagine that the last three files are how it went down, which you kind of already know resulted in the destruction of the first might, the expelling north of the mountains and the establishing of the Aurelian Empire. Anything about mozzarella in there? Let me see. Give me an investigation check. Look for capital M. <laughs> you guys have papers spread across the ground. You see still in his, like, has one in his hand. It's, <laughs> like, sniffing it, chewing on the edges. Is still giving beer. me the help action? Uh, yes, yeah, sure. I mean, you guys are all working together, so you can roll with advantage. Well. Mm, well. <laughs> <laughs> Did it help? <laughs> what is this? This is investigation. Are you sure? Yes, I am. Interesting. You're not, you're, <laughs> it's not a general awareness of your surroundings. It's specifically researching something. Wouldn't it be history? No. <laughs> 14. A 14. I can't read. <laughs> no, no, no. Hold on. I so what you, you're saying you guys usually write on tree bark? Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how does literature work for you people? It's oral history. Oh, okay, okay. With a 14, it's such... De- like, everything I've described to you, which all in all was already very confusing, was a condensed version of these huge paragraphs of text that you guys have taken, like, hours to read, essentially. Right. So, skimming through, like, once over, you don't see anything yet. But you imagine that if you were to either find more files on the first might, earlier files, or even later files, that they might detail more specific names Can rather I than just, like, this bare poke my head out and see if there's anyone out there? Give me a perception oh, yeah. check. Is the light on? Under the door? Uh, yeah, there is a dim light, but okay. that could just be because of the fluorescent. Yeah, like yeah. fluorescent kind of thing. That's crystal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Investigation, you said? Uh, perception this time. Perception. Well, don't nice. mind if I motherfucking do. 21. 21. <laughs> you peer out. Based on timing, I'm going to say that it's kind of nearing... Seven. Time. Yeah, it's nearing closing time. It's, it's probably near seven, eight o'clock based on how long you've like taken down in the Underdark, even just getting here. Um, 
Yeah, Ashley, you're always done with work by seven o'clock. Yeah, Ash, right? Like you, seven is easy closing time for you. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so you guys, um, you peer out and you see that there is a um, Duragar, this this pale dwarf, um, walking around with some janitorial equipment. It looks like he's like trying to clean the space. Has not gotten to you yet, but it looks like he may be close. Kind of looking around, cleaning up some papers that have fallen on the ground. And... I mean, I could just go out there and just try and grab file 28 and be like, long night. Grab 28 <laughs> Oh my god, <laughs> such a stack. Um, okay, yeah, you you open the door, um, kind of slip out very quickly. Uh, how, how are you disguised right now? Oh yeah, I, I disguise myself still as the uh, administrative Yeah, you drow. return to the admin drow. But I look like I've kind of taken a little bit of a load off. Like I maybe like um, when everyone tie. else, yeah, when everyone else went home, I probably like <laughs> cracked a beer open or like had a cigarette outside and then came back to finish up work. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, you look you look a little bit more relaxed, but you're still you're still in it, you know. Uh, and so you walk out and you see this Durgar looked over to you. Ah. Long night. Never mind me. Grind never ends. Uh, I am just going to go into that janitorial closet you exited from uh, and oh, get some of my supplies. Oh, I was just actually in there. Uh, so there is nothing else in there. I was just, I um, was trying to clean up the spill a little bit, but it's all uh, good. So all of the equipment that is piled outside of the room here, this is all that's left? Yeah, that's everything. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, there's a leak in there, so they pulled out everything for you earlier when we realized it was leaking. But you don't you don't have to worry about the leak because, honestly, that's not really your job. I don't want to bother you with that. We put a towel down, and it's not like you're a plumber. You're going to fix a leak right now. like So don't even worry about the closet. Give me a deception check. Is the bag of holding still in the closet? Uh, yeah, you guys, I'm going to say that you're not in the bag of holding. You're just in the closed yeah. closet. Oh, uh, well, we will be if we hear someone trying yes. to open the door. If, I didn't bring my bag, yeah. <laughs> um, also, this is just a straight roll yeah. because no <laughs> no more eagle. Ten. Okay, I'm going to roll an insight check. Smite, smite, get in the bag. Smite, get in the bag. Uh, I see. Smite, get in the fucking bag. Well, okay, fine. Well, hold on. All right, listen, man. I keep my fucking weed in there. (laughs) (laughs) What do you expect me to say to that? What do you? Well, well, first of all, how are you you getting? Tell on me. How are you? Who is your dealer for halfling hash? Who is your halfling hash dealer? Oh. Well, if we're gonna get into the specifics of it, you're so you're not gonna narc on me. No, give me an insight check. Okay, he's lying. Fifteen. Fifteen. Based on the deception roll, and based on the fact that Zola doesn't necessarily feel as confident as she did earlier today, mm-hmm. she um, just learned about all this fucked up shit. You're gathering that this Durgar probably is thinking. I don't believe this drow, mm-hmm. but they're probably also thinking this is a drow who works for this organization. So this dwarf is operating under the assumption, like, you're not lying to me about your existence here, but I don't believe you that what you're saying is in that closet. It's in that closet. Mm-hmm. And so you suspect that, like, if you're, if you leave, perhaps he will go into like, the closet. Like, go look. Yeah. Listen, man, I'll give you the fucking number tomorrow, but... Do you have a sending stone? No, I do not have a sending stone. What am I made of money? Well, then you don't have the money for sending stone. You have the money for halfling hash. Uh, uh, Maybe get on a plan first, man. Give me an intimidation check. Maybe get your bag together, (laughs) man. 
I'm going to try to hustle shame him. <laughs> Just the kind of tactics that that's, that's that my mom? Zola has picked up. Oh, my God. Oh, no. It's a five. <laughs> right. Well. Okay. Um, you watch as he turns away from you and heads down towards the stairs. How strong does he look? He looks to be, you know, just a standard dwarf. He doesn't seem to be like, he's definitely not a soldier for sure. (laughs) Call him back. Hey, hey man. What? What is it? like swing a chair over his head? Oh my god. And just try and knock him out. Yeah, roll an attack. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just gonna club him in with a chair. (laughs) I've had it. I've rolled like five fives. Um, Use your unarmed strike because you're not proficient in chairs. (laughs) I totally am. Uh, Oh yeah, that's true. 14. 14 is gonna hit this commoner. Gotcha. (laughs) Roll your damage. It's six. Uh, What's he wearing? Uh, he's wearing janitor like janitor outfit. He's wearing like a dark kind of like overalls kind of situation. Sounds um, like something Smike could wear. You call him back over. He's like, what? And you take this chair and smash it over his head. He crashes to the ground completely unconscious. I, I yell, blaze it. I do. <laughs> blaze it! <laughs> he just crumples to the ground. And Smite um, runs out and bring it. You, you also, you like open the door and you see this scenario. This the wood shattered around this poor dwarf. Is I couldn't hear the eagle anymore. <laughs> okay. Um, Take off his clothes. Yeah. <laughs> he runs over and begins to like pull off these overalls um, and takes. Be respectful like, though, because of course I'm not going to take his underwear. His job's off really important. Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe I'll put some gold in his pocket or something. Or... Yeah. Give him some gold, but trade outfit with outfits with him. Hilarious. I would never give up this outfit. Yeah, but well, it I sounds will... like you have to. Okay. Okay. We can't, we can't be in the bag the whole time. Brigid, oh, do you want to put it on? You might look good in overalls. They're kind of more suspicious about you being an elf. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean if. If you guys can just find me, like, literally a black towel or, like, a, a blanket that can go over me, I'm, I think that I could pass as just a stooge. Okay. Yeah. I think it would look really good in a blue jumpsuit. Yeah. It's black, I thought. It's black. It's black. Yeah. It's, it's got I think the... it would look really good in a black jumpsuit. <laughs> Thanks. Um, is this navy blue or black? I can't <laughs> tell. It's so dark. It's really hard. Is this Yanny or Laurel? Like... Are you guys tired? <laughs> is this Yanny or um, You begin to slip on this outfit. Um, what do I do when I'm changing? What does Smite do when I change clothes? Smite, uh, I'm going to go keep watch and walks to the stairs and just looking straight down the stairs. Just want to uh, respect your space, milady. Uh, you managed to change pretty quickly. I, I go to the file cabinet now that I now right. that we took care of this. Yeah. So I clean up the bits of chair and I drag this guy over. Yeah, maybe drag him into the closet. Drag him sleep with in, us. Definitely not. If he Well, if he wakes up, we have to stop him from leaving again. Yeah, shove oh, okay, something in fine. his we mouth. We gag him. Yeah. <laughs> Good idea, Smite. Thanks. I'm going to have looking. to hook this guy up with some drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Put some gold some in drugs. his pocket. <laughs> you have his undies. His undies. I put it in his little like crotch pocket. <laughs> this is so funny. I'm just picturing this pale, passed out door, bound and gagged with golden drugs spilling out of his pocket. He goes to take a piece, like clankety clank. Just absolutely a like 
I've had that weekend before. We've all been here. <laughs> we've all have we've found all doubloons <laughs> in our crotch door. pocket. Um, give me uh, an investigation check if you would like to find more information. Yes. I'm looking for... Can I give help action? 29.30. Yes. Uh, you're looking for the rest. Got it. Help action. Yeah. 19 plus my intelligence. Yeah. That'll definitely do it. You, you have like a... Pl- yeah, it's like a 21. Yeah. You begin to look through. You go back to where you had found these files initially and you skim through and you do end up finding these like last looks like three to five kind of binders worth of information. Mm-hmm. You gather that this is going to take a lot a of while, time to yeah. yeah to pour through. I'll say this, like you can try and pour through a lot before you go to bed. If you want to do any more than an hour, you yeah. might, like the DC might go lower, but right. it's it's very dense. So good. do you maybe want to start getting sleeping let's figure out how our sleep is going to work because while you know one person is awake that person can study i think that i should transfers for four hours while you read and smite sleeps then once i'm done i can start reading and you can sleep smite will wake up continue to read with me then you wake up last yeah. Okay. And, and I'll say that that'll kind of fit into a, a little more than eight hours, you know, for the sake of and essentially, I, I just learned this myself, the eight hour resting period. You can be reading. Yeah. It's like there's like a essentially it'd be, it's the equivalent of the hour before bed and the hour yeah. after when you wake up mm-hmm. kind of situation. Smite so. has the, the light from his sword as well. So yeah. like when I'm sleeping and not or trancing, not producing flame. He has the ability to, to illuminate for sure. Um, so, so just to be clear. We're back in the closet. We have the files. Oh, not again. <laughs> Homophobic. Yeah. Um, so you're back in the closet. We're back in the closet. There, it's everything outside of the the closet is the janitor stuff, and it, it's like not suspecting. Besides that, you've got like the out of order sign on it. it you right. That's yeah. okay. all. Cool. Up to code. Up to code. Um, you guys all no pile trap. into the no trap. trap. No trap. This guy could have just read the fucking sign. <laughs> but instead he, he had to, to fucking instead he had to ask sus. questions. Listen, you just ask, like that statue. You sucks. talk shit, you get hit. That's, That's the right. rule here. Um, you guys all huddle into this small space. You stuff this pale dwarf into the corner, fully bound and gagged. Actually, we put him on the shelf. Yeah, we fold <laughs> him and put him in the shelf. We put him up on the shelf. He's bendy. Oh, how nice of you guys. Up on the shelf. He fits laying Elf down. You on the not. shelf. <laughs> Oh no! Happy holidays, everyone. Uh, <laughs> Good for if you're me. listening, if to you're this listening in to December. This the holidays. Um, so this episode is brought to you by. <laughs> uh, you guys all huddle into this small room. Um, the way we are going to split this up is, uh, Brigid, you said you're going to trance first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll and stay. Up. You're going to read first. So, okay. Yeah. Zola, you look through these documents. You're pouring through page after page after page paragraph after paragraph dense text full of jargon that like some of it is just clearly like economic speak and like talking about the resources of the region and there's some maps of what like the first might like its territory basically a portion of the will to warm wood and where paddlewick is today Mm -hmm. what are you looking for here what is what does zola want to find when she's looking through these documents Mm, gorgonzola's looking for her mom's name gorgonzola's just honestly looking for any evidence of what may have happened like probably focusing in on like the dissemination of the first might post their defeat any like diaspora okay 
as thoroughly as you can speed reading through these documents you again there's lots of portions that are blacked out you're unable to see mm-hmm. you know names or like the, lots of mention of the item being taken but no knowledge of what the item is and as you get towards the kind of end of these documents you find information about the battle of formaggi which you know to be the final battle of the first Maya. Essentially anything after that was just minor skirmishes as they fled north. Mm-hmm. And you read that this was perhaps the most deadly battle of the entire war, with heavy casualties on both sides. Though the first might fought ferociously, their efforts to defend their capital ultimately failed as they were routed and essentially run through by the Imperial Calvary. Then you see it. A mention of a queen, Mozzarella. A queen? Daughter of the chief of Formaggi, Chief Guda. You learn that he was killed in the battle. But others, his lieutenants, this queen, they were not found. Their armies were chased north, scattered, some of them slaughtered along the way, so it's unclear about who made it past the mountains. But what does become clear is that she was not slain, at least in that battle. And that dream you had was perhaps not her last moment. Brigid, as you settle into your trance... Oh, baby, you dream. Do elves dream? As I have established before, elves uh, trance their past lives. Like, they essentially live past lives as dreams. Um, And you, being the keeper of the Allfire, you've been kind of cut off from that lineage. And instead, it's been refocused into a, essentially, look into the past lives of other keepers who have come before you. You feel yourself falling deeper into this trance. You prepare yourself to settle into the memories of past keepers. But tonight, however, you find yourself going further than you've ever gone before. Back past all the keepers you've already witnessed to one that you've never witnessed. The first keeper of the Allfire. The only other elf who has ever held the position. Promia. You see her, this beautiful, ageless elven woman with a shaved head, bright green eyes, and scarred sienna skin, wearing this dark emerald scale-like cloth armor. She's standing amongst what you recognize to be the massive trees of the jungles of Veridontis, but there's a lot of damage. There's many trees have fallen. There's scorch marks here and there. It looks like a massive battle has taken place. She stands before a large, perhaps 40-foot-tall being that glows bright yellow gold. So bright, it's practically impossible to look directly at, though you don't totally have control of that. Promia looks up, squinting at this being with striking, almost extreme fey facial features. A strong jaw, high cheekbones with long elven ears, white eyes, and marigold yellow hair. He wears a spotless white cloak and silver armor that glistens in the sun, peeking through the jungle canopy. She looks up and, speaking in Elvish, says, Corellon, mon dieu, you cannot leave. Corellon, the god and creator of elvenkind, smiles sadly. Alas, I must. 
This plane will never be safe so long as my kind walks amongst yours. If I stay, the peace brokered will mean nothing, and this world will be torn apart once more. Mistra's death will have been for nothing. Chromia looks down, your vision following, tears forming in, in her, or rather your eyes, anxiety in your chest. You're feeling this firsthand. A large hand gently lifts your chin upwards. Fear not, my child. This new world you and other mortals are inheriting can still be paradise. Just as she dreamed. Though I must leave, so too must the great evils of this world, Asmodeus, Grumsh, my beloved, Loth. The many that would seek to hurt you and yours will be beyond the astral sea, beyond the gate. You feel a flush of fear and frustration at this, this comment, as if he's not understanding you. Do you truly believe that the aberrations, false gods, demons, and fiends will honor this treaty? Any treaty that denies their desires? You leave us a broken world, inhabited by those still corrupted by those evils and those easily corruptible. How can we survive with so little? Brigid, as you hear Promius say aberrations... That word resonates deeply. It feels relevant, weirdly, to your current scenario. But you refocus back into this vision. She looks up, facing this god, your creator, with righteous indignation. For a moment, the two of you lock eyes. And to yours and Promius' surprise, a cheeky smile breaks his stoic countenance. Promia, first daughter of elvenkind... You're right. This is not the end of injustice or violence. Nor can I assure you that those who oppose will cease their efforts. Let me leave you with something that will light the way forward. A gift from myself, Sylvanus, and the elemental plane. The titan reaches upwards and then from the sunlight pulls a tiny spark, a little blue flame that's almost like a pilot light, then kneels down to your level, extending it towards Promia. Do you take it? Yes. You reach your hand out, and it blossoms into the familiar orange-yellow-red flames of the all-fire. Promia looks back up, matching his gaze. Merci beaucoup, mon dieu. I will warm the weak with this fire. And when the twisted underbrush prevents new, healthier growth, we will burn it out, and its ashes will nourish the world you leave. Corellan nods, a trusting look in his eyes. Let this light keep you brave when all feels lost. Let it light the way when the darkness bears down upon you. And let it warm the love in your heart for those who seek to assist you. This is not a path you have to walk alone. Promia nods dutifully, and the all-fire blossoms in her hand. There's a pause as the gravity of the mantle settles. You regard this flickering fire in your palm with deep senses of obligation and as you do you realize that it's your palm it's Brigid's hand now it's no longer the sienna skin it's the warm skin of Brigid. you look up at Corellan, the god of the elves and he nods to you Brigid, present and perhaps final keeper of the all fire it is good to see you my child 
though I wish it were under better circumstances. You can talk. It's I'm here. This is not easy for me to do, so if you have something to say... Oh, uh, I'm so overwhelmed. <laughs> I, I imagine. Hold on. He takes a moment and you watch his form shift down to a standard-sized elven form, still clad in the beautiful silver armor with white robes and this marigold hair that is practically glowing, but he at least is not hard to look at and he's at least not 40 feet tall anymore. Um, He smiles. Thank you, my god, and I bow. He nods to you. Thank you for this gift. It is the least I can do for you and your people and all the mortals of this realm. There is something going on. I feel so unsettled. I know. Time will show the path. And you will light that path. But how? <sighs> since since Promius time, I feel thy learning and my knowledge of this responsibility has become so diluted. And I feel unprepared for what's to come. That is expected, for not even I know what is going to come. But you were chosen for a reason, and you will rise up to meet this occasion. And you've got a little time, I think, at least for the big one. For now, you seems like you've got yourself in quite a sticky situation. Yeah. Well, some would say it's a gooey situation. Yeah, you might need to do a goo check to see how gooey it is. Leave the podcast in the middle of Ashley's flashback. Brigid, you begin to feel yourself kind of falling back as if you're coming out of your trance. You feel like you have one second left with this grand being as he looks upon you. I have so many questions. I have so many questions to ask you. I can maybe fit one in. You're kind of... (laughs) You're fading in and out. Pick one, seriously. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Brelin is... uh, He must leave this plane. It's never going to be safe. Mistra's death will be for nothing. in vain. How did she die? He, like, said that he's, like, leaving with Lalt, but, like, the reason why the drows are cursed is because Lalt tricked him. So it's like, is this before the trickery? And then he also mentions Groomsh, which is your god, no? He he was saying, though I must leave, so too must the great evils of this world. Asmodeus, Groomsh, my beloved Lulf. Oh, okay. Basically, he's... I didn't know she was labeled in with the... With that group. Okay. I I thought it was a new category of my beloved. (laughs) My beloved. She must also leave. She's She's incredible. uh, She's pretty evil. I love her so much. (laughs) So wait, the groom super evil. (laughs) She's hot though. (laughs) I love the crazy ones. Why can't this has to be kept? But I don't. We'll bring it back on the afterlife. We'll bring it back. Yeah, we'll have to. I really can't believe that guy. Oh my god! It's also the way you said it. Corella and me, guys, just love crazy chicks. Crazy chicks. What did he say? She's cute, but a psycho. That's how they get you. They're so hot, but they're wild in their minds. I only get one question. Only get one question. Um, you feel yourself slipping back, the clouds kind of coming in, the astral sparks bringing you back out of this trance. Wait, wait, my god. What if this, what if this shard that Zola carries, does it have anything to do with these aberrations? You see a 
strange kind of almost concerned like quizzical look come across this god's face something that's shocking to see a god so unsure and shaken on such a thing he looks the last time there was something like that this is what occurred and he gestures out to this devastated battleground of a forest and that is where we'll end our episode if we don't end a, if we don't end an episode with everyone sighing deeply and looking down at their mics, did I do a good job? Damn! Wow, wait, lots, Lowie. lots of stuff dumped in this episode. I just want to zoom out for a second, yeah. and um, we're in a closet. We're I'm crumpled in a ball in the janitor's you're closet, doing ayahuasca meeting my god, yeah. And shitting myself and right and next puking. to you is where Zola is just like pouring over various documents like <laughs> Smite is snoring next to the dwarf. <laughs> oh my god who's just, the elf on the shelf he's kind of cuddled up against him um, thank you so much for listening to this wow. episode of Try Not to Die the 41st episode Woo-hoo! we are past the 40 mark heading towards over 50. the hill baby over the hill oh I hope not um, thank you especially to our Eldritch patrons we we love you so much. We love you. Love we you. Love you. Love you. you. We die without you. If we you die with like, you. We die. Yeah, we die in whatever <laughs> way. We die every week. Every for Wednesday. You. Um, if you would like to become a patron of Try Not to Die, go to patreon.com slash try not to die pod. Any plugs, you two? Anything Anything you're loving right now? Anything you want to do? Bada bing, bada boom. Bada boom. Um, my um, Lyft driver was playing a really litty um, dance hall, Caribbean dance hall song on the way over here. I added it to my playlist. So I'm going to plug it right now. Yeah. Um, oh the song God. is called Dumebi, D-U-M-E-B-I, and it's by um, Rayma. It was a bop. I really honestly wanted to shake my ass in the lift, and I couldn't. Because you were sitting in a lift. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, I don't want this lift guy to right. get the wrong idea. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I'm like, I know. I way to record my podcast on uh, time to, I don't have to have a dance party. Check out the song. I liked it. Anything from you? I uh, I really like the show Loki that's out right now. I really oh, think Disney it's Plus. I think it's really funny, brilliant show. Mm. We would love to plug a small creator. <laughs> I don't know if you Disney guys Plus. have heard of Disney Plus. <laughs> it is a fantastic um, small fee for their services. Um, let's see. Do I have anything to plug? Hmm. Yeah, plug man. Oh, I sh- I needed to plug some <laughs> halfling half. <laughs> yeah, to that guy. you gotta get your plug <laughs> to that dwarf. Oh my goodness. Um. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna plug Pride. Uh, this will come out after Pride, but we're plugging. We're being plugging proud of your being identity. proud of your identity. <laughs> I love you so much. I hope hope you all have Listen, a wonderful we're all month. Here. We're all this is we're a very gay we're podcast. All gay here. We're all my gay mom, here. My mom actually texted Noah today to say that she at her work had to do a training about LGBTQ plus people. And I to was, say uh, that was she like, was so proud of Noah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is Today I was made good. aware of gay people, and I just want to say that I'm proud. <laughs> I'm so proud. I'm so proud. How I just found you? out that you exist. So I'm plugging pride today. I'm plugging being aware that you exist. I'm plugging existing. Go out there. Live your life. Keep wearing a mask, because, you know, why not? It's very good to be safe. Uh, and until next time, try, try not, not to, to die. die. All hail our eldritch patrons, especially 
Anita, Becca B, Becca M, Colleen, Eclair, Emily, Jacob, James, Kate, Lucy, May, Nicole, Patrick, Roni, and of course, our producer, Daddy, Rose, Evelyn Kemp. We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names. Till next time, try not to die. Thank you.